Miss Yarra the Bursi. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of an amazing independent congregation called Satanic Delco, and we welcome members from anywhere in the world. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, visit satanicdelco.com. Today, I'm going to introduce you to a sect of modern Satanism known as Outsider Satanism. First, let's acknowledge some of the lovely people that have joined us recently on Patreon. We have Miss X Martian, Mara, 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 Daniel, Joe, Eric, Jeff, Bexter, Austin, Nate, Zirconis, Mick, Amanda, Paxton, Dyer, Joe, Zoomies Boy, and Mia. Thank you all very much. The only way I can take the time needed to do all of this the way I think it should be done is because of the support from you all, and I am extremely grateful for that. Thank you. And it's been ages, but what the hell? Let's do some listener mail, shall we? I've got a couple of them here. Our first one is from Brad. Brad writes, I've been a spiritual traveler of sorts for most of my life, in that I've looked at and studied many different paths. I was raised Southern Baptist, but it never stuck because of the many inconsistencies and contradictions. My work-related travel has afforded me the opportunity to listen to your podcast, and I'm intrigued as I certainly find value and common ground in the tenets and beliefs. Which leads me to my question. I am a career 22 years law enforcement officer. I am the type of officer who truly tries to do right and for the right reasons. I currently specialize in investigating child sex crimes, adult sex crimes, homicide, etc. I have never and would never stand by and watch a fellow officer do wrong without doing everything I can to stop the act. I truly believe in protecting free speech and equality for everyone. How does the Satanic Temple view law enforcement in general as it pertains to the second tenet, and how would I be viewed as a member given my profession? What exactly does the wording, should prevail over laws and institutions, mean as it pertains to someone who has sworn to uphold the law? All right, Brad, this is a good question. Later on in the episode, I will probably touch on the way certain groups mean one thing on paper, but the reality of the community might feel different in practice. TST doesn't ever officially comment on this, but one sentiment that I've seen quite a bit in TST communities is ACAB, ACAB. Of course, that means all cops are bastards. I'm sure you know this has become popular as a sort of universal anti-police slogan. And obviously, it's ridiculous and inaccurate and used by people who want to collect woke points for using it. 
Having said that, there's also been far too many examples of the kind of terrible police behavior that sparks that kind of sentiment in the first place. But as usual, the truth lies in the middle. Some cops are bastards, and some cops are just normal, decent people trying to do a very difficult, dangerous, and important job. The tenant says, The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. The primary example I use to contextualize this tenant is the fight for civil rights during the 1950s and 60s. The actual law of the land in the United States, the laws and institutions, allowed for the segregation and discrimination of black Americans. Utilizing mostly nonviolent protest, citizens broke laws in order to force necessary change in the direction of equality. I can't say for certain that the authors of the tenets were inspired by Martin Luther King Jr., but in his famous letter from Birmingham jail, he argued that people have a moral responsibility to take direct action and break unjust laws. I think that is the spirit of the tenet. So as for how you would be viewed as a member given your profession, it really just depends on the individuals that interact with you. TST doesn't have any stated anti-police stance, but we know that a large portion of the membership do subscribe to the woke justice stuff. So depending on the group you interact with, your experience will vary. Thank you, Brad. Our next one, hey, I'm Possum, the nervous 13-year-old who messaged about wanting to join TST, but I needed my mom's permission. I'm 15 now, and I want to reach out again to tell you how that went. I told her, and she was completely fine with it, but she wanted me to think on it, so I did. I didn't end up joining for this reason that I'm very spiritual in the way of ghosts. I've had my own paranormal experiences, so it wouldn't feel right to join TST. I'm now on my own personal journey of Satanism, slightly ironic considering I go to a Catholic high school. I still feel very connected to it in a lot of ways. Religion is a very personal thing for a lot of people, and I still feel very Satanic, just with a few ghosties in the mix. I still love your podcast. Continue doing amazing things. All right, Possum. I am really glad you followed up. I do remember your first message. So, you decided to not join because you recognize that some of your beliefs don't align with the organization. And that is an incredibly mature, responsible choice. Online forums are bombarded with people asking, can I still be a member of TST if I believe this thing that is totally contrary to what they believe? And then, of course, the TST evangelists respond with, sure, anyone can join. It's totally inclusive. And at that point, what even is the point? What is the point of pretending to have deeply held beliefs as an organization if it makes no difference whatsoever what the membership believes? I could answer, but I won't get myself all fired up right now. I think you made a good choice, and I wish more people would follow your example. Thank you, Possum. 
Also, don't do drugs and stay in school, please. Guys, if you have a moment, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. You'll find links to join me on social media, a form to send me an email, which I encourage you to do, and a link to join up with us all on Patreon. We have a few different tiers to choose from with various benefits, including the very fun Greetings from Hell Satanic Postcard of the Month Club. This is the most direct way you can support me and this show. If you'd like to do that, visit HailSatanPodcast.com. All right. My goal today is to give you a casual, brief introduction to a specific sect of Satanism called Outsider Satanism. For context, some other sects would be Levian Satanism. That is the philosophy written by Anton LaVey in the Satanic Bible, and it serves as the primary canon for the Church of Satan. Another example is what some call corporate Satanism, which is, of course, the Satanic Temple's model. A primary purpose of what I've been working on is to define a new sect of modern Satanism, to articulate a philosophy that refines what's been laid before us by the Satanic Bible, the Satanic Temple, and other Satanic works. Outsider Satanism is the natural evolution of those earlier concepts. With the advantage of hindsight and experience, we can look back at the pre-existing satanic philosophies and build upon them in a way that creates a more rational, natural fit for the modern Satanist. Gone are the days when one would need to choose between two opposing extremes who basically mirror the behavior of American political parties, whose goal is to be as contrary to one another as possible while dumbing down the message in order to capture a larger audience. That dichotomy simply doesn't work for the critical thinker. While citing the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple as primary sources of modern Satanic ideologies, my work will compare and contrast them, adding to and subtracting from them as needed. The end result is a Satanic philosophy that crosses boundaries of cultural identity, political party affiliation, and social stratum. We'll be left with a well-defined sect of modern Satanism for the mature, open-minded, nonconformist. That is the goal. The philosophy will work to solidify a choice for many Satanists. Some will hear it or read it and feel reinforced in their current place within Satanism, while many others will find that outsider Satanism is exactly the right fit for them. Regardless of which path is chosen, the choice can now be made with an additional layer of research and knowledge bolstering it. As an experienced leader of a satanic community, I would like to feel confident that members of my congregation are there because they genuinely feel a connection, rather than simply being there because there wasn't another option available. Another option will now be available to everyone. I've been working on this for months now. I've been thinking, reading, researching, and writing quite a bit, and I am still in the early stages. 
My mindset had been to avoid talking about any of this stuff, at least in a very public way, until it was finished or at least a bit farther along. But fuck it. I decided to talk about it. I think maybe I can take this unique opportunity to discuss this stuff as it's in progress. I can use the relationship that you, the listener, and I have as a way to flesh out some ideas together, to help me turn a critical eye to my ideas as they're being formed and articulated. It's a chance to force me to answer questions, consider various perspectives, and reinforce every choice that I make. This is my satanic peer review, I guess. So why am I doing this? What is my motivation? Why do we need a new sect of Satanism in the world? Well, because the old ones aren't good enough. We had horse-drawn carriages that got people around just fine. Why did we need motor vehicles? Because we learn, we grow, and as we do, our needs and desires evolve. The simplest primary reason is to document my satanic philosophy. My Satanism isn't spelled out exactly in Anton LaVey's work, but I do find parts of his work to be valuable and an integral part of my own. Likewise, there are aspects of the Satanic Temple that are absolutely part of my Satanism. With both of those groups, along with many other sources, there are those parts that work and parts that don't. This is how philosophy works, right? This is how science works. We take the knowledge and tools that have come before us and use them to progress and evolve. And I'm confident that outsider Satanism is going to feel like a good fit for many Satanists. And just a moment ago, I said, the old ones aren't good enough. Surely I'll be expected to expand on that, but this isn't exactly the time and place for that. Like I said, I've been working on this, and I'm going to continue working on this for the foreseeable future. It will probably all find its way into a book, but we'll see. But okay, let me talk about one area where things aren't good enough for me personally. In 2013, the Satanic Temple published what would eventually morph and become known as the Seven Fundamental Tenets. You're all familiar with the current version of those. Most members don't know that there weren't always seven of them. In the beginning, there were nine, and they've undergone some significant changes over time. Oddly enough, when the Satanic Temple has made changes to the tenets, no notice has ever been given. No internet bulletin, no email to members notifying them that the core principles of the church they belong to had changed. Nothing at all. Is that weird? From time to time, they just get silently updated on web pages and merchandise. I've put together a pretty good historical timeline of the changes to the tenets over the years, and all of those updates are documented on the Internet Archive for all to see. At some point, I'll get that stuff together in a format where everyone can more easily view it and understand it. It's both a strength and a weakness of the seven tenets that they are so intentionally ambiguous. That ambiguity works well for the Satanic Temple's corporate Satanism model 
because it appeals to the largest possible audience. The more obvious and vague a statement is, the more people can find it to be true for them and identify with it. For example, the statement, country music is good, doesn't appeal to as many people as the more vague statement of music is good. Consider the question, why would the Satanic Temple want to appeal to the broadest possible audience? I don't think it's a mystery. Let's talk about the pros of that ambiguity. It's no secret that the Satanic Temple was founded as a satirical political activist group and essentially remains so today. This is fairly well documented in the Hail Satan film. I know that many followers of TST flinch at that categorization because they feel as though such a perception diminishes the seriousness of their religious beliefs. The organization does allow for tethered franchise groups, now they're called congregations, which create spaces for religious community. But the priorities of the organization are pretty obvious. At any given moment, they have multiple lawsuits pending related to political activism. Some examples of this activism go all the way back to the beginning with a rally in faux support of Florida Governor Rick Scott. They're suing the city of Boston for the ability to deliver an invocation at the city council meetings, and many other instances of politically motivated legal actions related to church and state issues and abortion access, among some others. All of these efforts are valid, and in most cases, I agree with the side of the argument that the Satanic Temple is representing. But it all sounds a lot like political activism, right? I'm not suggesting that everything needs to fit neatly into one box or the other, but rather illustrating the obvious motivations of the organization. For some people, an important aspect of this to keep in mind is that they do lose all of those cases, 100% of them. But every update to every lawsuit, puts them back in the headlines, which puts their political ideologies, along with the seven tenets, in front of more people, who in turn donate even more money. And if you happen to miss those headlines, the Satanic Temple is sure to email you very often to remind you of the emergency fundraising they're doing for the next big lawsuit that they will lose. If the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that get donated aren't buying anything in the form of policy changes or legal protection for Satanists, what is it doing exactly? Who is benefiting? Are you? We know it's benefiting their lawyer, Matt Keziah, who, by the way, likes to use the N-word on Reddit among other troubling things, but okay. How else can an organization cast the widest net? Maybe make becoming a member free and really easy. Membership to the Satanic Temple consists of signing up to their direct marketing list with an email address. And that's it. And since it's so easy to join, 
TST has surely collected a very impressive number of email addresses by now. They recently boasted that there are over 700,000 names on that list. Among other things, this list is often used to solicit donations and to keep members aware of which new hot sauce flavors are available in their online shop. You sign up for the activism, get the totally satanic hot sauce. What about some cons of that ambiguity? While the vague nature of the tenets works toward the Satanic Temple's goal of mass appeal, it works as a detriment to anyone looking for common ground in the form of religious community. When a message can be interpreted to mean just about anything, it loses meaning altogether. Imagine a religious community of a hundred people, let's say. They joined because they feel aligned with those tenets. But as it turns out, a third of the people interpret a tenet to mean one thing. Another third of them interpret it to mean something totally different. And the last third see it yet another way. Does that really lead to a community of like-minded individuals? If you've witnessed groups of people discuss and debate the seven tenets, then you already know that Satanists come up with vastly different interpretations of them. In some cases, they come out with completely opposite interpretations of them. Again, when a message can be interpreted to mean anything, it means nothing. If you make the messages clear, they will attract the people who actually align with them, which is great. That makes for a community built on a basis of some actual common ground. But that amount of people is going to be much smaller, and therefore the donations and merch purchases that flood into your organization will be much, much smaller. And the Satanic Temple is smart enough to know this, of course. The last thing they want to do is start over-explaining what the tenets really mean and risk slowing down the cash flow by alienating people. So that's just one example of an area where the old organizations aren't good enough for people who actually care about what they're aligning with. Having said all that, without a doubt, I know that I am going to alienate some people in all of this. TST brand loyalists have already rejected it, I'm sure. Some Church of Satan followers will dismiss it immediately because if it veers away from LaVey, it simply isn't Satanism. And not only is all of that okay, but it is absolutely part of the plan. The outcome will be a Satanic community that is more aligned in the areas that are truly important to us. The goal isn't to cast the widest net and create a satanic organization with the most possible members. We already have the Walmart of modern Satanism. This is for the outsiders. This is for the discerning Satanist who values integrity and rational thought. This is for the Satanist who understands and appreciates individualism and personal responsibility alongside the advantages and benefits of community.
And I don't know if I'm veering off topic here, but one important consideration is the way that philosophies and the organizations built around them can differ when you compare what they say on paper and how they actually feel and play out in real life. So even if you feel aligned with a certain thing on paper, it's possible that in practice things will be different. And for many people, that's exactly what they've experienced. For example, nowhere in the doctrine of the Catholic Church does it suggest that clergy should abuse children. That would go against their whole message of love, love thy neighbor, etc. Yet in practice, child abuse and systematically covering up that abuse has long been an established tradition within that organization, right up to the highest levels of it. Another example, and don't think I'm just picking on TST here. I'll have plenty of focus on the Church of Satan as well, but another example of this. The seventh tenet of the Satanic Temple. It says, Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Well, as I've discussed in previous episodes, TST groups do not necessarily practice what they preach. In the earlier days of Satanic Delco, when we were organizing a collection for the homeless population or for a domestic abuse organization, the local TST groups, of which I was a member, would not even allow mention of these charity events to be posted and seen by their members. They refused to participate because they weren't allowed to do so without first getting permission to help people from their authority figures at TST. Effectively, the written or spoken word of TST's bureaucracy was far more important to them than compassion and nobility in action. They chose to turn their backs on an opportunity to help homeless people and victims of domestic abuse in order to appease the demands of those in positions of authority over them at the Satanic Temple. It was a healthy reminder of why independent congregations are a far, far superior option to the TST franchise groups. And don't even get me started on the large portion of the TST membership that don't agree with tenant number four. I won't use this episode to get into details, but rest assured that outsider Satanism includes a deep appreciation for and alignment with the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Free speech is required for Satanism to exist and thrive out in the open. Any step taken to curtail free speech is a step in the direction of anti-blasphemy laws, and that is the last thing we need in the United States. If you think Christians have too much power now, you're really going to hate what it looks like when we start chipping away at free speech. Now, if it's okay to ask for a favor— I'd love to have you guys write in some questions and comments related to all of this. Tell me what you think are some of the pros and cons of the Satanic Temple, the Church of Satan, 
or any other satanic philosophy out there. Tell me what you think is missing or where they go wrong. Or if you think nothing is wrong, tell me that. Tell me which ideals are the most important to your Satanism. I'd love to start talking more about all of this, and as more of it comes together, I'm going to talk a whole lot about it. But for now, I'm just going to keep working on it. If you've got a moment, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. Stay safe out there, and Hail Satan.